Uh, you can take this off the shit or, or not, but I, I, I don't know if you were interested, but I've never really like said anything to anybody or like, you know, like made any type of like public announcement, but uh, I was diagnosed with narcolepsy uh, a year and a, over a year and a half ago. And um, I, I, I've always had the hardest time with it. A lot of people have kind of caught on to me like being sleepy um, and just like kind of just like being kind of stoned or stony. And I never knew. I never knew until it became a problem and life-threatening that I had narcolepsy. Hmm. I went and got tested. I spent the night in hospitals, um, you know, getting, uh, um, you know, uh, sleep, sleep evaluated. And, uh, I mean, it was so clear where it was just like, man, I have to actually change my life. How am I going to do this? How am I going to, like... But I didn't realize... I never felt normal. Everything was always a struggle to me. Are you taking like medication for that? I had to figure it out. I can't even drive a car anymore if I if I don't have my medication because yeah. it's a risk and it's not because of me, you know. I could kill anybody around me or, yeah. or endanger people and I don't want to do that to my my family or my girl or my dogs or myself. And it's just like, dude, I was so scared, but I I just you know, it's such a complicating disorder that I didn't really know how to deal with it. Do you feel like the only time, or one of the only times for sure, at least you can count on feeling alive is when you're on your board? Yeah, that's, that's, that's what my uh, neurologist told me, that he was proud of me that I've made it this far in my career um, powering through this narcolepsy. And, uh, man, like... It's weird because that's the only time I'm able to stay awake. What's up, everyone? I'm Paul Rabel, pro lacrosse player in New York and with Team USA, also an entrepreneur, media creator, and investor. And this is Suiting Up Podcast, a show that explores the psychology, playbook of tools, and strategies of some of the most influential people in sports, entertainment, and business. And this week's guest is one of the world's best skaters. And as you heard in the first bit, one who for the first time revealed that he has this chronic neurological disorder that affects the brain's ability to control sleep-wake cycles. So after our conversation, I did some research on narcolepsy and found it fascinating that A, Tori's subsequent conversation with me was interesting enough that he was engaged throughout, but B, symptoms can include sudden muscle weaknesses while awake that can lead to going completely limp or unable to move. And as a pro athlete, the risk during competition or practice is great. For those of you not as familiar with skateboarding, I drew up some stats. First, there are an estimated 12 million skateboarders in the world. That's up from 9 million in 2009. Number two, almost half of the skateboarding population is between ages 6 and 11. Third, every year, $4.8 billion worth of skateboards are sold in the U.S. $4.8 billion. And at the 2020 Olympics, this is point number five, skateboarding will make its debut. Now, our guest today is Tori Pudwell one of the most recognized and successful skaters. His sponsors include Plan B Skateboards, Diamond Supply and Footwear Co., Bones Bearings, Venture Truck, Ghetto Child Wheels, Grizzly Grip, Happy Hour Loud, Red Bull, and Nixon Watches. An extensive list. And between his Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter accounts, he's accrued over 2 million fans. You can catch him on linear networks, skate competitions like Street League and X Games, or online via his 10 original skating edits that the industry calls video parts. And on the show, Tori and I talk about his upbringing in skate, 
the creative arts, challenges, stereotypes, how he prepares for competition, his game face, and the company he's now built into a global powerhouse, Grizzly Grip Tape. They were born out of his garage, and now he's fulfilling orders on skate hard goods, apparel, and accessories, while signing over 50 of the world's top skaters to his brand. Enjoy the show. Today's podcast is brought to you by Away Travel. And because it's also the holidays and you're a student up podcast loyal listener and subscriber, I hope, you can get $20 off a suitcase by visiting awaytravel.com forward slash Rabel or using promo code Rabel during checkout. Now, let me tell you a story. It's actually a fairly regular occurrence until I got an away travel suitcase. But I run out of juice when I travel, especially at the airports. It's a combination of overuse of social media, uploading YouTube videos like the one that is going to drop this Wednesday with myself and Tori Pudwell. I recommend watching. Nevertheless, one of my favorite things about my away carry-on is that I have an embedded phone charging port. It's also fast, sleek, lightweight. It meets all TSA standards because I hate checking bags. And some of my friends compliment me on it, which is great. Away uses high-quality materials while offering a much lower price compared to other brands. You can choose from a variety of colors and five sizes. My favorite size is the large. And as always, I like to tell you quick founder stories. Two friends from New York who found themselves at JFK with dead phones, delayed flights, and then a bright idea, luggage with power. Thus, the Away carry-on was born. It's a great story and a great holiday deal. So, for $20 off a suitcase, which I recommend you getting, especially if you're traveling this holiday season, and then getting another one for a friend or family member, visit awaytravel.com forward slash Rabel and use promo code Rabel during checkout. Enjoy. How far away do you live from Red Bull? We're at HQ here. Um, you know, I take the Waze app. I'm probably about <laughs> 25 minutes Oh yeah. in the morning. Yeah, but if you take, you know in Uber and they go some whack ass route or, you know, you're just kind of like just winging it. Yeah. Um, it could take me an hour to get here. That's, that's the, probably the, the biggest hurdle I have around moving out to LA is the traffic. Right. I, really? I, I, it just, I mean, I'm, and I'm in Brooklyn in New York and there's a lot of traffic in New York, but there's nothing like LA. I'm six miles down the road from a place and it takes an hour and a half in some cases <laughs> to get there. Right. Well, I mean, I honestly don't mind the traffic or the time it takes to get places. I just hate being late. Yeah. So it's like I look like a fool if I'm late. But, like, the traffic that it takes to get there, like, I don't mind that hour to go two miles. It's, it's just like, ah, oh, but I'm late. Why do you hate being late? Is that just how you're wired? Um, I just think I, I kind of take a little bit longer to get my focus together sometimes on um, where I need to be at a certain time versus like getting everything out of my head. So I feel like, all right, cool. I'm ready to do this now. Um, you know, so being on a schedule, I guess, is a tough thing for me. Mm -hmm. uh, just kind of coming from like the world of dropping out of high school to skateboard, to travel, to just creating kind of my own, you know, career, um, you know, based off what moves I make. So, you know, I really create the schedule. So to be somewhere on time is like, I'll be there. Yeah. But it's like, you know, there might be traffic. I live in the valley. I might be going all the way to SD. Yeah. So I'm always like trying to get there, trying to get somewhere. Um, 
but it might not be right on time. You know? Well, you got here like three hours early and then you train and you maybe two hours early train and you're ready. You're on time here. How do you, uh, how do you set your schedule up? You know, everything was so scattered for the longest time, um, from transitioning to being a lot busier versus just skateboarding. Um, so now I'm transitioning into being organized, being on a schedule, setting one, actually setting it for myself. And um, you looked at your gal during that. She <laughs> probably helps with that, or yeah. Oh, she she helps one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, without her, I I wouldn't do it. You know, uh, it's 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 motivating just to to see the potential you have in yourself and. Once you actually start using it, everything kind of becomes a little bit easier to pull together. So as far as like, you know, how everything works in my head now, um, it's it's just working smart, working smart, um, use, using my time the best, time management, because I just had a lot of bad habits. I just, you know, have the freedom to live such a cool life that, you know, you just develop kind of a, a, a consistent habit of, you know, doing things the easy way. When when was that moment for you? Like, when did you realize it? And you and well, you know, so just growing up skating, I just kind of uh, always wanted to just keep moving forward with that. Yeah. And uh, now it's like, oh, okay, I want to just see out business and you know becoming a business owner and um you know actually doing it where i'm learning about it and uh really being it yeah now that i'm kind of in this position so you know when i was 14 i didn't i didn't think like that yeah and you just wanted to skate now that i'm developing um you know business tactics i use those for my skate career and it's awesome so it's like a whole it's like a whole new game for me. Yeah, we're going to you know? dive into Grizzly, but you also talked about dropping out of school. What was that like? Why um, did you make that decision? You know, the opportunities kept coming. I just I would I would just kind of like juggle back and forth with my parents about not going to school, homeschool, and then I would just skate harder, get more opportunities to travel to where it was just like I just didn't go to school really for 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 a few months because right. because I was actually having an opportunity to skate, and um, that's when my parents were like, "We got to do something," you know. Yeah, so. well, it's, it's not just skate, right? It's it's individual sports. You see tennis stars doing the same thing, and you go overseas, even even with soccer, is like the 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 trend in identifying talent and going pro happens at such a young age. It doesn't run parallel with the school system like team sports does, right? Like when we go pro, it's we're through, we get we get committed, we we play for a high school, we commit to a college team and then we get drafted. So it's like really definitive for team sport athletes. They're like you're drafted, now you're pro, but you have to play the whole system. And in individual sports, it's like when you're talented and you're young and that can be your career and that moment's happened for you, you know you want to go long and skate. It's like I have to go. There's no sense in like waiting around. I think a lot of it comes down to, you know, having the freedom when you're young to do it and your parents supporting it in a way where 
they see that it's keeping you out of trouble. You know, it's, it's like an after-school program, but it's a lot more lawless. Yeah. We, uh, we, we, we do a lot of things that people see as something that, you know, isn't approved. But really, it's, it's putting all of our focus into something that's keeping our minds creative with a group of friends that... In all reality, you know, you're, you're young when you're a skater, but it is being an entrepreneur. You know, oh, you're yeah. actually trying to create yourself as an athlete or an artist or, you know, however you want to look at yourself as an individual. Yeah, and now that you've been doing it for decades, you're, you're idolized by a lot of the young kids that are skating I have, a, I have a couple of questions, and you're kind of mentoring, and, now, and you've built Grizzly, and kids now you're signing man. other athletes. Kids are everything. The kids are everything. Man. Like, that's, that is the heart of skateboarding. Yeah. It's the kids, yeah. And so how are you, how are you influencing them regularly? Is it through, you know, Tori the Entrepreneur and through the Grizzly brand? Is it, do you work with them directly? You show up at skate parks, and you just skate or is it more through messaging on your massive social media platforms a little bit of everything yeah i've i've to tell you the truth i've just always had a heart you know and i've always just been me so i mean when it comes down to interacting with people i like to interact with people um if we're kind of like on the same basis especially talking about skating yeah um but when it comes down to online you know it's it's a lot different you don't have that face to face so you know, there's a lot of attention I could be giving to the people that I'd, I'd be giving them more time if I was there in front of them. Yeah. So my whole deal is I just want to skate and get the opportunities I get. And as long as I keep doing that, I could keep inspiring kids and keep motivating them with my movements. And, you know, nothing's changed since I started. It's It's been the same since... I got my first opportunity to go on a skate trip or skate a contest or do a demo or do an autograph signing. All those first experiences of it, it feels the same doing it now. Today's show is brought to you by Harry's. And as a special gift for our fans on Suiting Up Podcast, it is the holidays. We've partnered with Harry's to give you $5 off your order when you go to harrys.com forward slash suiting up where this offer is only available for the holidays. Now, let me tell you something about shaving. I used to shave every day about 10 years ago when I worked as an investment sales analyst in real estate in Washington, D.C. Now I have a beard, but still like to shave around the edges to stay clean. And with Harry's, the quality of their blades and comfortable glide leaves no marks on my fairly rigid skin. It's clean. And with Suiting Up, you know we love origin stories of founders. And Jeff and Andy... We're two ordinary guys unimpressed with marketplace razors and high prices, so they purchased their own German factory. With over 100 years of blade-making experience and are able to sell leading five-blade razors for half the price of the competitor, and they leverage manufacturing and e-com. So this holiday, Harry's is offering custom and limited-edition shaving sets that make the perfect gifts, some of which include foaming shave gel that smells amazing, special limited edition winter chrome and emerald green handles. Happy holidays. And you can personalize all of it with their engraving tools. So again, this holiday, give Harry's and give Handsome. 
Get your holiday shopping done early and take advantage of free shipping. To access all of this, get a limited edition holiday shave set while supplies last. Go to harrys.com forward slash suiting up right now. That's harrys.com forward slash suiting up. How are you balancing going out there and continuing to work on new tricks and then running your grizzly business and doing stuff for sponsors and training? You know, I've learned now that being focused is the most important. And if you're not focused when you're out there skating and your mind's somewhere else, it's not going to work out. To really, like, you know, like inspire somebody to go skate, you give, you give them a skate video. Yeah. Go watch it. You know, it's... It's really hands-on when you're filming a video part to really show what you do, explain like, yeah, I skate, I skate in the streets. Yeah, you know, I skate schools and stuff, but yeah. you know, I'm not like trying to do anything illegal. I'm just trying to film for my video part. Yeah. And you get tons of respect from people. Oh, you're an amazing skateboarder. You did all this this cool stuff. How do you do it? You know, oh, you're sponsored. This is great. Good for you, you know. Great opportunity. But you know, what I'm doing in some people's eyes is vandalism, trespassing, hmm. disturbance, uh, putting my life on the line, you yeah. know, where it's like create a lawsuit. But I'm just trying to go film my video part because this is this is what I do. That's this the is art actually form my of it. job. You yeah. know, this is my career and um, I'm a professional. What about competitions, which are a big part? You've done X Games, Street League. Well, I've always felt like for me, as being a skateboarder, I want to be a do-it-all skateboarder. So it's all important to me. Um, as far as like what I grew up on and what I was inspired to become who I am, a street skateboarder, was, was filming videos. And, you know, I think actually influencing more people now from a mainstream viewing for these contests, these bigger contests they're able to kind of look more inside on what skateboarders do, you yeah. know, and now it's becoming a lot more cinematic. That's right. It's, um, you know, it, it, it's an easy, easier story to tell now than it was then. It's, is your it, focus, it's a gift. Is your focus different with competitions than it is when you're going and filming a video part, you know, going after certain things? Con- and you're- contests, it's, it's, I mean, I don't know, look at it. Like when you're a skateboarder, like you're just, you're having fun, but at the same time, it's a lot of stress, anxiety. You're trying to learn tricks, just like, why isn't it working? Like, you know, you get hurt. It's a battle sometimes. And, um, you know, skating a contest, it's it's a, just a different mentality because, you know, you could You're be trying a, to win. Well, exactly. You could be a skater that has fun skating, or you could be a skater that literally sacks your balls on a rail, gets back up, lands it, and then the next day you go skating again. And, you know, it takes a certain kind of skater to be a contest skater. Does the vibe with the community change all all of your peers when you guys are backstage getting ready to compete for a prize purse? It's like, it's it's probably different, right? A little bit of the competition comes out, competitiveness. I feel like you... you, Or do you guys hold it down better than than the team sport athletes do (laughs) where we want to rip each other's heads off? (laughs) I feel like when you're that, like, dedicated and focused, you kind of see, like, a person's true self, you know? It's like, you know, if, like, someone's drunk, you're like, oh, yeah, the the true feelings come out. Right. (laughs) When someone's, like, focused, trying to skate the contest, it's like, 
you just kind of see who they really are, what, yeah. what they really want. So what do, you, what do you do? You just embrace your vibe, how you, however you're feeling. If you're focused, I'm just you're my there. true. I'm just my true self. You know, like I'll get nervous, I'll get anxiety. Yeah. I won't talk to people. Like I'll just be like one one hundred with trying to get what I need to do in my head to feel like I did what I could do to do my best to win this contest. Usually when I skate a contest, if I land the first trick, I'm gonna land every trick. If I mess up on the first trick, it throws me off for the whole contest. We're all the same way as athletes. I say the same thing. If I miss my first shot or if I go out in the first quarter and score right away, it's, a, it's like you have one of the best games of your career. Have you worked on like trying to rebound from that, like mentally? Well, that's what I was gonna go into, you know, it, it's just a test, like life, you know? It, you, you can fuck up, but that doesn't mean that it threw your whole game off. It doesn't mean that you can't fix it, get right. back up there and keep on track. It doesn't mean you need to make up for anything either. You just got to go keep it going. And maybe if that's not your best result, you actually were out there and you got the best results out of what you could do. Yeah. So... You know, that's how I go skate a contest. You talked about you talked about your focus, your true self. That's probably that that's to me what's so apparent and led to you starting your business, uh, Grizzly, which was originally off of like the the nuance of grip tape and where many companies were missing how valuable that could be or is. And you went in there with the authentic self and said, Okay, I'm gonna use cookie cutters and make this thing my own and started out in your own garage and then yeah. just built this thing into something pretty powerful. Yeah. Was that a similar timeline as, as yourself in your pro skating career? It's like, I'm doing this because I love it. So at that time it was the same, like making wax with my friends, figuring out how to make grip tape. And then we were like, should we sell it? We were actually making some money, you know, like yeah. made like, like two, three hundred bucks over like two summers. Yeah. You know, and as a little kid, you can't work. You can't, you can't do anything to get money. That's good money. That was amazing to me. Talk about that, that moment where you showed your logo to uh, one of the executives at Diamond. And we're like, what do you think? And he was like, this logo is sick. And you're like, let's do something together. Because they could help produce a lot of the mass wear that you're getting out. Yeah, I mean... I just had Where the, were you? When I just happened? had the logo on my phone, uh, and I was at Andre Nicotina show. This was this was in uh, this was in two thousand. I was I was twenty, so I saw Nick. He's the owner of Diamond, uh, and he he said what up to me, and I said what up Nick, and I was stoked because I had just got on Diamond a couple months before. I didn't really know Nick too well. He approached me and said, hey. You want to do one of the first signature pro hardwares for Diamond? And I was like, dude, that would be really sick, man. Like, that'd be really cool. Hey, dude, you want to maybe help me out with my grip tape company out of Diamond? Yeah. And I, I wasn't even thinking that, like, he was going to, you know, I was just messing around. And he was like, grip tape company? I was like, yeah, Grizzly. He was like, what's that? And I was like, here, check it out. Check, check out my logo. And he was like, oh, that's sick, dude. Yeah, I'm down. I was like, really? He's yeah. like, yeah, dude, hit me up tomorrow. We'll get started. And I was like, all right. And I hit him up the next day. And then <laughs> literally, that's when we started working to build Grizzly Grip Tape. So he's been on that team from the beginning then. 
Oh yeah, Nick. Uh, Nick is is one of my my best friends. You know, he he looks out for me. And um, when he did that at that time, I didn't know Nick very well. I just skated for his company, and he gave me that chance. He literally gave me that chance to create opportunities for tons of other people. Mm-hmm. And that was something I kind of thrived off of helping other people, other skateboarders. And what about the design of the logo? My, my dad actually kind of, you know, was stoked on what we were doing as kids back in the day. We, we would, we would melt down wax in a pot and we'd pour it into a, a metal chocolate mold and uh, we'd make bars of skate wax instead of, instead of candy bars. So, you know, Parents are like stoked on what their kids are doing. He kind of like in, inspired from that shape of that 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 candle. We uh, he he bent little pieces of steel so he could put it in a piece of wood, like a two by four, in a simple shape of a bear. So you could lay a sheet of grip tape on top, hit it with a hammer, and it cuts it out. Yep. So you got grizzly grip tape. That business was born off a of passion. It's my religion. Grizzly's yeah. my religion now. Yeah, you know, born off of passion, and what just you care kept, about kept it up. You know, it was funny because I'd get flow. You know, when you're flow, yeah, so you get like free gear. Yeah, I get free gear from this company called Arcade, and they'd have rolls of grip tape at their warehouse, and the paper on the back was blank at the time. So I just grabbed that, cut it up, punch my logo in it, package it. I think that I start Grizzly and pump it up and all this shit to to give back to the people. Yeah. Because it's like, dude, you guys gave me all this shit. I got to be a pro skater. I've had like four pro shoes with my name on it. Like, yep. you know, yeah. and we've just begun, man. We've just begun with Grizzly. Dude. That's great. Like, hopefully we get 20, 30 more years to do it because I want to skate that whole time. And that is Tori Pudwick. Hope you enjoyed listening to one of the world's best skaters, industry entrepreneurs, and social media phenomenons. You can continue the conversation with both of us over on Twitter. My handle's at Paul Rabel. His is at Tori Pudwell. You can also be the first to listen to future episodes as well as catch up on previous episodes, including my one-on-one conversation with New England Patriots head coach Bill Belichick. The Pats are dominating this year. Investor Gary Vaynerchuk, NFL quarterback Drew Brees. The Saints are also doing really well, which, by the way, if you're talent out there and want to have a successful season, maybe consider coming on the show. Media creators, last week's guests, Colin Rosenblum and Samir Chaudhry. Subscribe to this show. You'll get all those links. Speaking of which, after our pod with Tori, myself, Colin, and Samir went out back at Rebel HQ to film a Skate Times Lacrosse freestyle edit. And we're dropping that video this Wednesday on my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash Paul Rabel. So if you haven't seen Tori skate, this is it. He was awesome. And I saw the first cuts, which Colin did. It's amazing. I, I, I got to tell you, Wednesday, YouTube channel. Check it out. There's Tori Pudwell. Shortcut to our show notes, including everything else, Tori, his links, visit suitinguppodcast.com, and a shout-out to our show's sponsors today, Away Travel and Harry's. Thank you very much. Next week, we've got the king of sports analytics and motion capture. That's all I'll say. Stay tuned. Talk to you next week. Next week.